Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ruben Jay here. I would never give up my microphone. Here, grab that real quick. My vessel is magnificent and fierce and huge. I have one pair of skinny jeans, and I'm going to wear them every week just to piss you off. What is your name? Ruben Jay. It doesn't matter what your name is. I'm Christina Grimmie, and uh, this guy's awesome. You're tuned into On Air with Ruben J. Mike. What? On Air. With Ruben J. I may have deserved that. What's up, everybody? It's Ruben J. here. You're listening to On Air with Ruben J. This week, I am coming to you live from Mexico City, Mexico. And, um... Let me keep this intro pretty short because I'm in Mexico, I'm on vacation, but I want to make sure to give you guys some good content while I'm out here. So I made sure to interview a couple, <clears throat> to record a couple interviews before I left last week. So I have a doubleheader interview for you today. First up, we have Gina Ashuto from American Idol. And of course, you'll see that I had a very hard time pronouncing her name when she was on the phone with me. So it'll be pretty funny to see uh, see all my mess ups. And then, of course, right after that, we have Miles Kennedy of Alter Bridge promoting his new solo record and solo tour, The Year of the Tiger. So make sure you stick around for both of those. Let's go ahead and jump right into this. Marker. The Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting, take one. Hey, are you looking to get into the exciting radio or television industry? Well, guess what? You're going to need some skills that are specific to the industry, and there's no better place to go than the Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting. At the Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting, you'll learn what it takes to make it in this industry. The Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting has been around for more than 34 years with thousands of graduates working their dream jobs right now. For companies like CBS, ABC, NBC, iHeartRadio, KFI, KBC, the list is way too long to list them all. Hey, I know it's a big decision. I know you're not sure, but you will never know unless you take that first step and give them a call. So see for yourself. Visit the Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting online at arbradio.com or give them a call at 877-KRADIO-TV. And cut. The Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting, that's a wrap. All right, everybody, I have somebody on the phone right now. I'm super excited for this conversation. I know it doesn't sound like it in my voice. My voice is really tired for some reason, but I am excited um, for, <laughs> for this, you know, American Idol runner-up from, from a couple seasons ago uh, and somebody who I, I honestly personally thought should win the show. Uh, please welcome to the show Gina Ascut- Ascuto. No, oh, I fucked up. It's Ascuto. I fucked okay. up. Gina Ascuto. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to edit it all together. It's going to sound great. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad it actually worked out. Yeah, this has been in the making. It's been a long time coming, for yes. sure. Uh, we we started talking probably in October about getting you on the yeah. show. Around the time, yeah. I believe your EP dropped around, around that time. Yes. Or your album, sorry. Not even your EP, your album. Um, and so we, we've just been talking back and forth about getting on the show and finally it worked out. So welcome. I'm excited. I'm glad that it finally worked out. Um, I want to say that I talked to you at the American Idol finale. I don't know if you remember that. Um, where, where were you at? Were you on like the red carpet? Yeah, I was at the red carpet. I was at the very end of the red carpet and your PR people were trying to rush you in the show and I just kept yeah, asking dude, you questions. It was such a whirlwind of a day, dude. Yeah. Was it after the the winner was announced or before? Before it was as your you were you you and um, Keith Urban and, and a bunch of other people were being rushed in the door um, as if you guys like arrived late or something, and it was still like forty minutes until showtime, and your PR person was like rushing you in the door, and I kept going, Gina, so how do you feel? And you're like, you know, you're you're singing me answers. I remember it was so hilarious. I'll send you the video. Um, oh my god! But it was one of my favorite favorite things because you stopped, even though your PR people were like telling you, "Come on, you got to keep going, you got to keep going." You know, you stopped to talk to you know a small little outlet at the end of the American, like literally at the end of the American Idol carpet. Fuck um, yeah! And I was that was such a dream to just have people give a shit about what I had to say, you know, and 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 the whole support system behind it. I just felt so loved and even though there was so much going on like i don't know everyone matters you know thank you i, I appreciate that uh considering 
everything that's happened since then. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to focus that much time on American Idol because it's such a small part of your thank you the for timeline. that. <laughs> yeah. But, the, you know, I'm obviously there, there are a couple things I do want to ask about American Idol. Um, you know, so let's just get that out of the way and let's talk about what you've been doing since then. All right. Dope. Cool. Good. So the first question I have to, to ask you is, is why did you audition for American Idol? Like, um, you know, because cause everyone has different reasons. Why You know, some people are just fame hungry. Some people have a dream and have no other options as far as being able to try to, you know, to reach those dreams. What was your rationale uh, of, of auditioning for American Idol? Auditioning? Yeah. Um, honestly, there wasn't much rationale that was behind it. I... Um... I never really thought I was going to audition for a singing competition or a reality TV show at all. Um, but it was almost convenient for me. Um, I literally found out about the auditions like three days before they were going down. Uh, one of my you know, friends from choir class was like, you should try out. They're coming to, to Detroit and they haven't been back for like 11 years. So you don't know, you know, when, when the next time they're going to come through. So I was like, fuck it, I'm not working this weekend. I'll go stand in line because <laughs> you, <knew, laughs> you knew the line was going to be long. So we ended up, I ended up going with like either my mom or my dad the first day. And we, I, uh, I basically just stood in line for like 12 hours um, just to register. Yeah. Um, we didn't even like sing that day, but it was a straight up cattle call um, audition. So there was, I think there was like 8,000 people that ended up. Um, registering that day so I was just honestly it was just convenient and I I had some free time and I never in my wildest dreams thought I was gonna make it to the finale at all (laughs) I didn't even want I mean I honestly didn't even want to win but after just getting through each round um it kind of be I kind of became hungrier for for the spot for sure just because it was more like, holy shit, I can actually do this instead of looking around at a stadium full of people, you know. So definitely uh, more convenient rather than a strategy that was put behind, you know, auditioning. Yeah, you know, and, you know, the funny thing is, is it I remember watching some of the uh, some of the videos they put out for you and it seemed like they were trying to make you seem like a, a lot weirder of a person than what you what you are you know a weirder person yeah like like for whatever reason i felt like they were purposely trying to make you um seem like <laughs> like i don't know like i don't know what the right word would be for they definitely brought out like my innocence i think um while i was on that show and i don't know i was very shy i still am kind of a shy person even though i you know i fucking love to perform in front of people but Literally, I, I can't talk at all. I'm a horrible public speaker unless I'm just having like a conversation, you know, or interview. Yeah, I was gonna but, say you're, um, you're doing a good job so far, so keep keep it. Thank up. you, thank <laughs> you. Well, it's just super casual, and you know, I feel like whenever people are staring at me, and I'm just, I'm like, I have no, I just, my brain goes blank on what to say. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think they just, I think they kind of played the innocent card a little bit. Um, they definitely filtered out some of my other parts of my personality, which, you know, I guess for reasons that, you know, it was a, it's a family oriented show and whatnot. So they didn't want you to catch the storm. I didn't, I've not actually never really thought about that. Um, but I guess, yeah, looking back on it, I don't know. It just definitely did for me. It seemed like they were trying to make you not, authentic you know i don't know it just it was kind of weird um mm-hmm. at, at first and then <clears throat> you know fast forward two months and you know you're in the top 10 and i'm just like uh-huh. holy shit this girl can do it you know and, and <laughs> right? then, i was like what the hell is going on <laughs> well we're not, not so much not so much because i didn't think you could vocally just it just seemed like the system was against you um, right 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 yeah i was uh i actually didn't even get voted into top 10 See, and I don't remember this, the the small details like that, but yeah, you know, it just it just seems like um, it just it just seemed like to me that, that they were trying to do as much as possible to make sure that you weren't uh, in the in the finale. Um, yeah. But it, let's fast forward even more than that, and you're you're the fucking finalist, you know, like. 
<laughs> it was between it was between you and and the guy who ended up winning and doing not you know doing almost nothing essentially um you know <laughs> caleb caleb johnson who he's a great guy but i mean and a good singer i just i was just thinking i wrote an article and i can't find it anywhere to save my life but i wrote an article saying uh why why gina irene at the time had to win american idol and it was talking to so the time you, you know at the time it just seemed like you were the right person to win the show you were the right person to have you know the the resources allocated to you you know a, a record contract and you know the big american idol name behind it and 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 hopefully you know a chance to really revive that winner's circle you know there, there's been 15 winners of american idol and only three of them have really done mm. extremely well you mm, know mm-hmm. uh, and so i was mm-hmm. thinking gina could be the person to break those barriers again Aww. um so uh what how do you feel about not winning the show did you care at the time do you care now oh like- my god i didn't think i was gonna win anyways like it was so weird like when it's once it got to like top four top five i was just completely done emotionally <laughs> i was just done to be honest like i was oh, done man. with the 16 hour days of filming and do you know i love the team and i love you know the executive producers are awesome and but after you get told what to do for like 14 hours a day seven days a week it's like all right i'm ready to just go and crawl in my pjs and write songs you know um but i think i gave it my all just because like what if i you know what if i did win i wanted i wanted to uh do the best I could obviously but it was more so just like having remembering why I was in it in the first place which is to have fun you know and I did put a little bit too much pressure on myself like in the the last four weeks but then like for that last week I was like you know what whatever happens is gonna happen and I don't have any control over it other than to do my best and there were so many surprises that week that I would have literally traded you know, the whole, being in the whole competition to just have that, you know, those moments, which was to like sing with my favorite band Paramore and like meet her and talk to her for, for like 20 minutes. Like that was like just a dream come true for me. So. And what was that like? Like, um, like, How do they tell you, Hey, you're playing with Paramore. Like, was it just casually or was it? They told me and Caleb, like, I think they told us on the, at the show, like, uh, I think when we figured out, it was like when the eliminations uh, for top two, like um, it, it when it went from top three to top two, they basically told me and Caleb like who we're gonna play with that finale. That's cool. And I was so excited. Um, but yeah, and the fact that me and Caleb were and are really great friends too. Um, well, I take back everything I said oh, about. I him. didn't give. I honestly didn't give a fuck at all it was it was just such an awesome experience um to be a part of yeah and again i i still to this day to this day there's certain people who i i look back at american idol and i'm like this person should have won this person should have won this person should have won they would have done better yeah but you know what like it's weird like a lot of the idols that you know do end up getting gaining a lot of success you know in their own uh, individual careers, you know, a lot of them don't win. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and I, I should clarify, like with that, it, it was strictly from the point of this person has the opportunity to to set a new standard for the American Idol winner. Oh fuck yeah! You know, but like, those that do win, I want to point this out. Those that do win, that do end up getting successful, like Kelly and Carrie and you know Jordan and all the all the amazing ones that um that have successful careers right now. They had a whole team backing them up oh yeah you know there was like a huge budget that was put into making their records and artist development and all that shit um which is so needed for any artist you know what i mean yeah absolutely. so um so when you don't have the budget or the means to to back an artist and their project up um like like it deserves um you know record sales aren't going to be as good as expected or you know what you know whatever have you um but i just feel like my year uh 19 entertainment that the label that was affiliated with idol they ended up going bankrupt um so (laughs) it was kind of a little bit of a blessing in disguise that i didn't win number one um and 
and that I could go on and, and figure out what else was a better fit for me. You know what I mean? As an artist. Yeah. And, and here we are. And, and let's, let's transition into that because that's so much more important than, than, you know, thank you Four year, you know, four years ago. Um, right. You know, like again, such you're gonna look back when you're in your, you know, your your fifties and sixties and be like, I did what? It was on America. What yeah, was that? It's fucking, it's so weird to think about <laughs> even now. Um, but let's, you know, I I do want to ask you, you know, what was, you know, the show ended uh in May of 2014. Uh, mm -hmm. you put an album out November 2017. Yeah. Uh, what was with what was with the wait? Was it just waiting for the right time? Was it waiting for the Honestly, material? The first year um, was me figuring out the label uh, that I wanted to to work with, and then the second year was pretty much well. The first and second year was writing and recording the record and producing it, which took a long time because we went back in. Me and my um, producer. Kevin Nixon went back in um, like three different on three different occasions to revise the album. Um, so it stood, it stood a few different ways. There was a few different versions and I just kept writing these songs that were better than, you know, some of the other fillers that were on the first version of the album. And we just decided to keep going back in and recording them because you don't, I mean, my thing is like, you only get one debut album. Hmm. and it's the I feel like it's in some ways the most important one even if it doesn't have as much success as you know your other albums but that's the first piece of work that you put out you know as an individual artist in the music industry and that's I just wanted to I my number one goal for releasing that album was to just be a respected songwriter and respected musician on top of being a vocalist and a fucking singer on American Idol, like who cares about that? Like I want, I want stability and I want respect from you know, from those who are successful in the in the music industry. Just because I cherish, I cherish the fact that I can write my own songs and that I I I can perform. I'm able to perform my own stuff. Yeah, and that that is 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 a and I mean that is worth so much more than winning a you know a competition show. Right, dude. Exactly. I'm so much I'm so happy with with how the album's turned out. So. The, the album's called Cold Fame. It's available on on iTunes and, you know, yes, sir. everywhere else music is sold. Uh I've mm -hmm. listened to this album probably 50 times since it's come out. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's a fucking It's an incredible Thank album. You. It's an incredible album. Um, Thank you so much. And I don't I don't just say that just to keep people happy. I only tell people that it's good when it's actually good. Um and I will tell you this: my favorite thing on the entire record um, is the song "Goodbye." Um, you like "Goodbye"? Yes, I, I so love funny. it. I love it. Okay, and I'll tell you why: because there's a line in the song where I don't know what I, I can't think of the exact line. You know, going into it, but the it's like they're yeah, and it goes, um, and they're just like "fuck it." I was like, "Yes." Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Because I had a feeling that that was kind of like, uh, you know, talking about the American Idol experience, and so I was a just kind of, of like, was, yeah. yeah, and I was just kind of like, yeah, girl, yeah, fuck it, like, yes. A lot um, of it. I mean, a lot of it coincides. Um, what are you gonna say? Sorry, I cut no, you off. No, no, no. And that was just I was gonna say, like, like now, you know, whenever that song comes on in my my Apple playlist, you know, I blast it while driving down the freeway <laughs> because it just, <laughs> it, it's it's honestly such a great song, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I want to hear what you were gonna. You were gonna say um a lot of those songs like the topics or the you know the lyrical contents of of a lot of those songs on the record um have uh an ambiguous meaning um or ambiguous meanings meaning like a, you know there's a couple different perspectives um that i took away from writing those songs and a lot of it was um my experience on idol and the other half was just like coinciding with all my personal shit that was going on and you know in, in my personal life um either with love or heartbreak or um you know feeling misunderstood by my friends or family or whoever you know so it's it's definitely it definitely kind of has a parallel meaning with idol and in my personal life for sure yeah and, and seriously guys if you haven't listened to the record go and download it right now 
you were gonna, you. you're going <laughs> to love it. Um, well, the one thing that that stood out to me about this album um, is y- you're you're a legit storyteller. Like <laughs> your songs weren't, you know, weren't just the typical, you know, uh, here's 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 a here's a chorus. Now we're at the verse, back to the chorus, here's a verse, back to the chorus, or reverse that, because I'm not a songwriter, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) You know, a lot of your songs were like, here's, here's, here's a plot, like, I'm playing out a plot here, Um, you know, and this is a story I'm telling you, and and this is, and and the chorus was, you know, like, a climax to the story. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. How, tell me about your writing style, because because like, how did you go into writing these songs that they all, you know, not all of them, but most of them turned out to be like mini stories in a sense, and not just like poetry. Well, I I wanted the listener to kind of have uh kind of have an experience of us, you know, me telling a story of that period of time in my life. And with the whole record, not just like each song. I mean, each song individually, I guess, has a little bit of, has, you know, their, their own little stories, but the whole album itself, I, I kind of call it a concept album. Number one, because the order of songs, like it's intended to let, you know, to be listened from track number one through track 14. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's a whole story in itself, uh, especially since I wrote all those, pretty much all those songs um, in the same period of time. So um, it kind of just reflected like, you know, my starting point from when, you know, fresh off Idol and, you know, f- you know, fresh off being a contestant um, to pretty much the time that, that my album was released um, and, and how I've, kind of just evolved as a person and um you know my new surroundings and everything like that so which I think a lot of people can relate to because everyone goes through everyone goes through um changes so I I I never change I'm I'm the same every day (laughs) I I have I'm like Simon Cowell I have the same color t-shirt you know oh my gosh what's up Simon Cowell (laughs) totally totally kidding um so the name of the album is Cold Fame uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tell me about the inspiration behind the the title the inspiration behind the title is more so like that was the last oh my god i'm sorry there's like this dog that's um outside they're walking and it's way loud so i'm gonna walk the other way um <laughs> so that the title of my album kind of came from the title of my favorite song ever um and you should check it out totally if if you haven't um heard of it already it's called um cold fame of course um by a band called band of skulls and they're from england they're more of like they got like bluesy rock inspirations but um this song is definitely on their sweeter side of uh of their repertoire but that song is just always resonated with me i got it tattooed on my hand too like before I I decided to name it my record, but it was kind of like the last step in in figuring everything out before the record was released. Um, we got to pick a name, and yep. I came up with so many different things, but they all just sounded so cheesy and so not, you know, it di- it didn't live up to the standard of how the record sounded, in my opinion. So I just it took me forever, but. I came up with the, I just, I just saw it on my hand one day. I'm like, what about cold fame? Like, let me see if there's anything else out there on the market that's called cold fame or if there's even any other songs, you know, that, that are called cold fame. And really it was only the, the one song by band of skulls that I could find. And um, I thought it just represented the vibe of the record very well. And um, I think it's just a good little fortune cookie phrase for it it's you know that's like the album in a nutshell yeah so i i just went with it (laughs) yeah it was always an interesting um interesting to see you know because i saw the promo for for the album you know a few months before and i'm like what does that mean like what what is what is the story behind that yeah i'm cold fame i mean i i interpret it as um like like me going into idol and stuff like i'm not gonna lie i wanted the fame and i wanted 
I wanted that attention. I think everyone kind of seeks that when they audition or else they wouldn't audition, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but um, especially being 17 and, and knowing that I could, you know, I can sing like, whoa, shit, if people are actually going to take me seriously, like, I'm going to go balls to the wall. So, but then after kind of going through that whole experience and kind of experiencing the negative connotation that fame can have on a person, um, I kind of, I kind of shifted my, um, my opinion on, on wanting, I mean, I definitely still want to be in the public eye, but I'm definitely, um, a more, more of a keep to myself person I figured out. And yeah. And that fame has definitely a cold side to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. And I'm and I'm sure you know, I, I'm sure if I talk to to Caleb or any of the you know any of the other guys on from from Idol, you know, and ask him, hey, what kind of hate did you get? It's probably mm. it probably wouldn't be anything near the type of hate that it seems that that girls get. You know, um, so I, I'm sure like. I'm sure that you had a bunch of petty people, you know, saying all this petty <laughs> shit about you, you know, like, uh, like, like, you know, what's, what's funny is I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at some pictures of you from American Idol, um, right now with the, with the long, you know, black hair, long black hair like finale. a fat version of Cher, dude. A fat version of Cher. Yes. Uh, oh God. I wouldn't, I would never <laughs> say that about you. Um. <laughs> But then I'm looking at at the pictures that you sent me um, for for your the for the interview yeah, yeah the promotional shots, and I'm just saying, you know, like there's such a big drastic difference. I mean, the fact that uh, one of the pictures you sent me is you with a bunch of what looks like marijuana. I, I'm, I'm yes, I'm ignorant. A, a field house, uh, which is just hilarious because because again, you you know, uh, on Idol <laughs> you you were portrayed as this young girl who. Um, you know, was, I was was probably a little bit you know? more naive than than you know, wasn't as naive as as they're portraying. And then you send me a picture of you, in, you know, embedded by marijuana leaves, um, <laughs> which is uh, which is hilarious. I find that absolutely hilarious. But tell me about um, you know, some of the stuff that maybe has been thrown your way since since American Idol. Um, feedback from fans or or even haters. Like, what have what have you heard since <sighs> Idol? You know. Uh, it's either like there's such mixed reviews, but they're so completely opposite. Like if, like there's people that are on one end of the spectrum that are like, oh my gosh, you do you girl. Like, I love that you're just embracing it. Um, you know, I, you know, just, just be you. And which is pretty much like my whole message, I think as an artist is to not even be afraid, like no judgment, everyone's got their own thing going and stuff that may work for you might not work for other people. Just don't, you know, don't knock it. Um, kind of thing. But, um, but people would be completely on my side or either like the other complete, um, end of the spectrum, which was, you need help. Um, you're into drugs, (laughs) all this craziness. I'm like, you guys, I don't need another set of parents right you know like i'm just i'm also at the time i was like 18 19 when i first got like when i first posted my first tattoo i got i got so much love and then so much hate i thought i was a fan of somebody else you know i i'm not listening to your music anymore just so hateful i'm like oh my god what why why do people feel the need to have to take time out of their fucking day to write some negative ass bullshit but you know what i realized ruben is that every one of those people that either says some nice shit to me or some bad shit you know whatever that's just a reflection of how they view themselves yeah and i've i've also learned that sucks. especially with you know contestants from these reality shows is that the people who hate on those people are either bitter because they're not good enough to be on that show, uh, or mm. they're bitter because their favorite got eliminated, you know, before the person they're hating on did, uh, or they're jealous <laughs> of they're jealous. Right. Of, there's there's something. There's a reason why they're being assholes, you know. Um, yeah. Well, what, I just don't understand why it's so hard for people to be happy for others. You know, it's like it's always that jealousy or that ego that comes in and. 
I mean, I've definitely had my reality check on, you know, on an ego for me before. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie, but, but when you see it, you know, when you see other people emulate that, that weird vibe that they give out, it's just, it's, you just want to work with people that are humble and, you know, are willing to learn and have an open mind, you know? Absolutely. And and again, like, like I go back to the first time I met you at that American Idol red carpet and the, the fact that you stopped to, to talk to me, um, for, for, for a couple <laughs> You're minutes. So sweet. Well, I'm just saying, because here's the thing, you know, I remember being 17, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I was never on American Idol or did anything of importance with my life at 17. Um, but if somebody, <laughs> you know, if, if I was walking someplace and people tried stopping me to talk to me and my handler was pulling me away from them, you know, my mindset is I'm a 17 year old kid. I should do whatever this adult is telling me to do and to keep, right, and to keep walking. But you're like, no, fuck it. I'm going to talk to this person who wants to talk to me. Well, I, it's like finale time. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I run this bitch. You know there I mean? you go. Yes. If someone wants to ask a question and I have a few seconds, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I was just so flustered too. I was just so happy to be there too. And, Whoever wanted to talk to me, like, I would just, you got to give people the time of day. Absolutely. Um, and I agree 100% with that. So um, you you signed with, is this an independent record label that you signed with, or is it a original one, uh, 1265? 1265, yeah. yes. We're 1265 Recordings is a independent label out of Detroit. Um, I signed with them about three years ago. Um, the team is very, very awesome. Um, small net group of people, but they work so, so, so hard. Um, and the rest of uh, my label mates, I'm so, I'm just so proud to be on the same label as uh, some of these other artists. Um, we're all so different, but um, definitely complement each other pretty well in, um, in the Detroit music scene overall. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of. Michigan, um, let alone Detroit. So I feel very grateful to be a part of it. So what, what made you want to sign with, with them? Um, uh, the fact that they were embracing my songwriting and that was, I mean, I'm going to go keep going back to it, but that's, that is the number one thing for me in music is the fact that I need to, to be able to sing my own words and my own songs. Um, and I need to be able to create, because if there's just a, a a group of like demos that are sent to me, you know, and I got to pick the top 10 and that's my album, that's like the how fucking degrading is that yeah. to an artist or a songwriter even, you know what I mean? And those people that I met with, I met with a few different labels. I don't know if they were interested or not, but I definitely had a meeting with a few um, in L.A. and one in New York. And they listened to my stuff that I brought in, like my own original stuff that I had worked on prior to Idol. And um, they pretty much just, I mean, they were not enthusiastic about about any of it. Um, and it kind of, it kind of just dwindled down or like diminished my inspiration right then and there. And in uh, the interview process. So I was just, I was just a little bit um, saddened. Um, Cause I just, I don't, I don't want to be a puppet. I never want to be a puppet. It's yeah. not worth it to me. No, I'd no. rather just write songs for other people and be a ghostwriter, you know? Hey, there's, there's so, money in that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, I actually had a meeting with Randy Jackson while I was in LA after the tour was over. And he told me to check out a few places um, in L.A. and New York. And then also there's uh, the fact that Dan Gilbert, who um, he's pretty much owns all of Detroit. I don't know if you know who that is, Um, but he's the CEO of Quicken Loans. And he he also owns the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's residing in Detroit. And uh, he, Randy basically told me to go see what was popping and what he's got cooking over in, you know, Detroit where I live. That, that so. sounds just like Randy Jackson. 
Yep. That, What's popping? That that verbiage sounded just like Randy. Oh yeah, dude. Um, so you know, I said I appreciate your advice. Thank you. And um, I got in touch with uh, Dan's assistant or one of Dan's assistants, and she put me in touch with uh, my management, and uh, that's now my label. So that's awesome. So very cool. So what's what's in the pipeline for you? I know you're working on a second album. What does the next couple of months to a year look like for, for Gina? Next couple of months is going to be mainly focusing on um, shows and live, live performances. I've literally applied to like as many festivals as I possibly can find that haven't had deadlines yet. Um, just because I want, I want people to know that this album is out there and, um, just become relevant and you know i want my songs to be able to resonate with with a bunch of people which i know i know i'll be able to find an audience uh to connect with i just got to get out there and uh and see who wants to take me on for festival wise but i already have a few um a few that have approved um so I'm definitely going to be posting some more shows soon so look out everybody any any shows out here on the west coast um none that i can none that i have uh right now but we're always trying to find we're always trying to find um you know small venues or festivals to latch on to um i actually played not i think yeah it was last year uh at the hotel cafe have you ever been to that venue oh yeah i've been there you know what? And i was i think i was trying to make it to that show and just didn't work out with my schedule Oh yeah, dude! It was so fun. I definitely want to go back there and play, play that venue again. Um, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great venue. Nice little. Especially depends on which room you go into, because they have a really small room I, in the front, and then they have yeah. the big room in the back. I played the smaller room. Okay, yeah, that room. I don't enjoy it as much because it's so tight in there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I feel you. It's still a fun, fun show. I mean, I went and I saw the bigger room is super cool too, though. Yeah, yeah. If you can get into the bigger room, definitely do. I mean, obviously, you know, it takes a lot more to get into that room, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Let me know when you come out to to LA. We'll, we'll promote the shit out of it on my end and. Uh, yeah. We'll do my best well, to hang. get out there. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll, we'll get uh, in and out or something. Uh, I don't know if you. Perfect. Yeah, you can't get that shit here in Michigan. Yeah. I do miss. That's one thing I do miss about LA. Hey, I will. I will mail you some in and out. I'll just put it in a. It might not be good <laughs> when it gets there, but who knows? Yeah, but just you know, the packaging will just make me smile. Yeah, they, I'm gonna send you an in and out gift card. <laughs> oh, that's good. Even better. Um. So yeah, let's. You know, I, I think we covered all the important stuff. Um, unless there's something that you can think of. That that we haven't. Um, uh, I can't really think of anything else right now. I mean, I am writing my next album alive. It has um, like some jazz and blues inspirations, nice. and I'm I've been listening to a lot of uh, awesome awesome artists. Um, and I who I actually can't wait to see. I am um, although I'm applying to a bunch of festivals i am planning on going as a fan to a few festivals this summer as well so i'm electric forest is one of them so i'm very nice. excited nice, <laughs> very nice. excited well, i don't who, know if you've ever heard of that festival uh, or not but I, i've 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 heard the name i i don't yes i'm not a big festival person myself just because I, I feel like okay i feel like you pay a lot of money to see a couple bands that you like a couple artists that you like um you know and i'm just like i'd rather spend that money in like watch one band that i really really like <laughs> yeah um, i feel that for just, sure you know that's just the way that i've always been i've been to a couple of those like uh out here we have like wango tango and like jingle ball i don't know if they have it in detroit but it's like those radio. oh i've heard of those yeah, yeah it's it's the radio station concerts and they have like 24 artists play in like three hours and oh, each, damn. each artist gets like literally like seven minutes and i'm just like i paid four hundred dollars to listen to one republic play for like seven minutes like no thanks yeah what the fuck um you know i'm like i'd rather pay half that and listen to the one republic play the entire time um right and i don't know right. why, i don't know why one republic is the band that i remember <laughs> but um uh who who are you listening to like what songs are what what artists are really like like vibing with you uh right now i mean always amy winehouse and fiona apple sheet they're always gonna be the like a constant for me um in terms of inspiration but 
Uh, I've been li- in the last year. I, I've been listening to pretty much everybody from like Justy Springfield, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, um, Etta James. Um, oh my God, who else? Uh, I I like Lake Street Dive uh, a lot. They're uh, definitely more of a modern band. Um, a lot of jazz and blues uh, inspirations for sure. Tom Mish is another dude I really love in terms of like music producer and great songwriter. Um, you would love Tom Mish if you like Goodbye. Tom um, Mish. Text me, yeah, that, text me that name because I will forget. I'll text you. Yeah, I'll text you his name. Um, and then, I mean, I love John Mayer. All the greats, dude. Like I'm, I'm literally soaking up everything right now. Um, and there's a lot of awesome producers and artists that are coming out of Michigan as well that I love to listen to. Um, you know, my, my boyfriend actually, uh, he, goes, he goes by Gypsy. There's a whole different collective of um, music production here in Ypsilanti and Ann Arbor as well. Um, and also Detroit. It's just there's so much stuff, awesome stuff emulating from this place. So I'm glad I'm a part of it. Have you... Um... I'm going to just throw out this name. This is my absolute favorite singer in the world. Um, his, his name is Miles Kennedy. He's from a band called Alter Bridge. Um, okay. I don't know if, if, if you heard of him at all. I have not. I have not. Okay. Miles, what does that say? Miles Kennedy. <clears throat> Kennedy. Okay. Yeah. He he um, He's singing with Slash. And he's with, with another, a couple other bands. I think, you'll, I think you might enjoy his. He just put out a, a solo record uh, in February, I believe, or March. Um, and it's really good. I think you might enjoy that. Um, Heck yeah. You text me his name and I'll text you Tom's name. Deal. Uh, Dope. <laughs> I, you know, uh, Gina, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like this is the beginning of, of a long friendship here. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I think so too, dude. I'm glad you, you made time for me this morning. Um, and uh, my last question for you that I find mm-hmm. important um why did you uh decide to start calling yourself by your full name that i cannot pronounce uh instead of of going by gina irene which i you know uh, yeah it's a little bit easier it rolls off the tongue a little bit better yeah Um, gina irene as opposed to gina escuto escuto it's with a yeah like be quiet you know what i mean or or my dad always said a shoe toe a sh- okay. You know what I mean? Okay. A shooto. Um, but what was, oh yeah, the question was um, uh, the reason <laughs> why um, the reason why I decided to go with my full name um, well number one, the initial reason was because I decided to put out a very vulnerable picture as my cover for my EP. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, uh, but for the Innocence EP, I'm literally standing in front of a mirror like naked not standing but sitting none of my like parts are shown or anything but <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to kind of symbolize how vulnerable um i put myself out there to be when i was on idol and kind of the transition into being a woman um on the you know on the not just the record but the ep as well that was the first introduction um, of me as a, <clears throat> an artist outside of being on American Idol. So I wanted to go with my full name, especially if I'm, you know, putting out a semi-naked picture of myself for the world to see. I want my full name out there for just for, I don't know. I just feel like it's more of a respect thing. Hey, I can, I can see, well, actually, I, I'm, I'm looking at the picture right now. I'm like, I can see your boots. But the, I just realized yeah. those are socks, I think. Uh, <laughs> they're socks, yeah. They're socks. Uh, I was trying to make it funny, but it doesn't work because it's not – it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> very cool. So tell people where they can find you online, where they can find your music, where they can – you know, the whole nine yards. Plug yourself. So um, plug myself. This is my least favorite part because I'm so bad at it. <laughs> but my Twitter – my Twitter is uh, – my Twitter handle is Gina Ashuto one the number one at the end. And then um, my Instagram is the same thing, Gina Ashuto one um, Facebook is facebook.com slash J-I-A music. And then I also have my 
um, my website, it's called, it's www.g.irene.com. That links to all of my social media and where you can find my music. So that's kind of an easier one. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much again for, for doing this. Um, stay on the line for, for a quick second, everybody. That was, yeah, Gina, totally. that was Gina Asciutto. Look at that. I did it. Yay. Uh, Gina, Yay. Gina Asciutto. Uh, go invite, although I'm, I think I'm putting too much accent on it now. <laughs> It's okay. You it's got like, it right. It's like it's, it's, it's Gina Asciutto. You know, like I have to. Asciutto. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should be eating a cannoli or something. Um, <laughs> exactly. Go, go, you know, I had a really bad cannoli last night. Um, that's a, oh, God. That's a topic for a different. Yeah, I know. Um, don't ever eat Olive Garden uh, cannolis. They're frozen. Oh, dude. Um, Olive Garden is not real Italian food. Oh, I, I, I know that. I know that. I'm being vulnerable here. <laughs> but, but you know, out here in L.A., like, the, the only really decent Italian food out here, it, you know, it really isn't, you know? So, uh, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> so you, you have to settle with what you got. Um, go and purchase Cold Fame on iTunes and wherever you purchase music. You're not going to regret it. Gina, again, thank you so much. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. If you're looking for a career in the field of radio or television broadcasting, then listen up. It's Ruben Jay here, and I wanted to take a second to tell you about the Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting. They are located in Huntington Beach, California, and give you hands-on training in the world of broadcasting. I went there and learned how to do everything from hosting my own radio show to creating my own commercials like the one you're listening to right now. You might be asking, what if I don't want to be on the radio? Well, they have a TV program as well that will teach you everything you need to know about camera angles, audio and video editing, as well as some on-camera work. Remember, they give you hands-on experience. Go to arbradio.com or call 714-842-0100 right now to schedule an appointment. Financial aid is available for those who qualify and spots are extremely limited. What are you waiting for? Your dream can start right now if you call 714-842-0100 and make sure to tell them that Ruben J sent you. On the phone with me right now, here to talk about his new solo album and his solo U.S. tour, uh, Year of the Tiger. It's Miles Kennedy. Miles, welcome to the show, and thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your time. Uh, I I have to start out by saying, holy fuck, your uh, your album is amazing. Uh, <laughs> wow. Jeez, um, thanks, man. I, uh, I, I've listened to it many, many times. Um, and I'm so excited for that. So I wanted to go ahead and just uh, talk about the album real quick. Um, and I, I want to ask you straight up, man, um, why did you decide to start over again? Because you had an album. Last time you and I spoke was back in like 2016. You know, you said you had an album kind of already written uh, and then you decided to start over again. So what was the, the mindset behind starting over and creating another record? Um, well, I think the first record you know, I'd been chipping away at that for some time. And once it was finally completed and I was able to gain some perspective and listen to it with fresh ears, I, I just felt like the shelf life had expired. Um, and I felt like if I was going to put something out, especially as my first official solo record, it should be something that I'm really, um, it, it, I, that I, something that I can really stand behind. And so I felt like I just had to be honest with myself. And even though, it was a, it was kind of a, a, a big task to, to, to a daunting task to say, you know what, you're going to rewrite an entire record and re-record an entire record and, and start over. Uh, I just, I felt like that was the appropriate thing to do. And in retrospect, I'm, I'm glad I did. And can you give us a timeline of when you decided to rewrite the album and the time it was sure. finished? Sure. Yeah. I, so I, I remember it would have been about November uh, of 2016 when I decided to put the first record on the back burner and start write, writing a new one. So I spent about seven months writing uh, Year of the Tiger. Uh, with one exception, there was one song, Love Can Only Heal, which was actually from the first solo record, but I just re-recorded it uh, and actually used the demo vocal and then built around it. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Very cool. And then... Um... I, I guess the, the, the question I have as, as a fan of yours is, will we ever hear the, those original songs? Will, will we ever get, even if it's just like a demo version of them, will we ever get to hear those? Yeah, I'm sure there are a few songs on there that I, that I, I think can have, I guess for lack of a better word, the shelf life did, won't, didn't expire as, 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 as much as other songs. 
Um, so though I think probably there's probably two or three tracks which will eventually see the light of day to some degree. Whether I'll re-record them or just release um, the, the current arrangements uh, remains to be seen. But the, a few of those songs will come out. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to hear those. Um, now let's let's you know dive a little bit into the into the record here for for a quick second. Um, you know, it, it's different. It's definitely a, a a pivot away from what people are used to hearing from you. Um, you know, with 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 Alter Bridge, it's, it's a lot more you know uh, melodic, heavy rock. Uh, with Slash, just straight up, I like to say you know in your face, kick ass rock. <laughs> right, and, right, right. And 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 this solo album, it just seems like. Uh, it's it's your core, you know, and, and probably a little bit more of a throwback to the Mayfield Four, and even more stripped down than mm-hmm. that. Um, how would you how would you say uh, this record defines who you are as as a musician? Is, is it pretty spot on as far as definition of, of your core, or is it just you know more of an experimental sound for for you? No, I actually I love that. I've never heard anyone use that term uh, core. Uh, speaking about this record, and I think that that that's perfect. I feel like this. This is probably uh, this approach stylistically is where I'm most comfortable. Um, it's where I probably spend the most time when I when I have a guitar in hand, just coming up with ideas. Um, not and it's not a it's it's not slamming what I do with with the other entities because I love hard rock. I love riff based rock. I'm um, you know the uh, I forget who said it, but I think that there's a something there's a phrase that my guitar tech has at the bottom of his um, at the bottom of his uh, his emails <laughs> and when he signs off and it says the power of the riff compels me, which which I think is is which I totally agree with. Um, but but this was this is something. Um, as a, as a vocalist, you know, it's interesting. Singers a lot of times really enjoy the, the acoustic environment because it's it's easier to sing over. Uh, you can be there's just there's a way you you can emote that is different. And uh, for me, what I found is I could keep my voice in a lower register and and have it have it work different than it would work in you know over uh, something that was more aggressive or riff based. So yeah, this is I think my core is a good way of of uh, summing it up. Yeah, I, I feel like. Um we as, as, as listeners and fans really got to know, uh, you know, the real Miles Kennedy, you know, not that, not that anything you were doing was unauthentic or anything, but it was just, you know, you know, really produced and, and, you know, awesome in itself. But I feel like when you, when you strip down all the, you know, the potential smoke and mirrors and you just, you know, you take an acoustic guitar and you record it and put some, you know, percussions behind it, you really get, um, you know, you really get to know the singer songwriter, uh, you know of you so you know with that being said um out of all these songs on the record um which one do you think uh best represents miles kennedy Ooh, wow that's a good question um i think the one that probably i'd probably say love can only heal mm. just because that's kind of like that's just kind of that thing that I, as a writer, that I that I, and that's been in that's been in my DNA f- for as long as I can remember. That sort of approach, um, where it's kind of this amalgamation of my love for Miles Davis, Radiohead, um, Pink Floyd, um, uh, Zeppelin. I mean, it's all kind. It's all kind of there. Um, so you know, I think that that one kind of is 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 kind of sums it all up in that respect songs that were where i was taking more of a chance and trying something new um we would definitely and i think that and i think it's probably why it's one of my favorite songs if not my favorite song on the record would be haunted by design because i've never really tried anything quite like that before so th- those were the songs that that would be an example of a song where i took a chance um and stepped away from that uh that thing that i've done for so long via you know love can only heal now I, I've uh, I've been watching a lot of the videos that people have been posting online of of your live show, you know, and I you know I'm very uh, excited to to, to I'm, I'll be there on Sunday and at, at the Troubadour in L.A. to see you live with just just you and a guitar, and you know Tim will come out occasionally it looks like and play you know play some songs with you. Um, how has that been different? You know, obviously with a full band, you have people to play off of, you know, in the band, you know, you can rock out with, with, you know, seeing you and Slash rock out together and seeing you and, and, and Mark rock out. It's probably one of my favorite things. Um, 
so with with this show, like, how do you feel? How do you fill up the stage time, the downtime in between songs, you know? Uh, and how different is it being being out there with just yourself as opposed to to a band? It's it's definitely different. It's um it's a it's a different vibe altogether. And I guess the the the, 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 the I guess the best analogy is it's like a guy sitting in his living room um with a you know with a pretty large living room with some with some of these venues in the sense that you know you're getting a thousand people kind of sitting there listening to to somebody um really just kind of tell stories or just be a dork (laughs) which i'm (laughs) kind of kind of the master at at this point you know I, i try to keep it just real intimate and 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 kind of kind of off the cuff for lack of a better word where it's it's not too planned out you know some nights i remember i remember we were somewhere and i just didn't want to stop playing and i just kept playing and playing and playing and kept adding songs i didn't know what song i was going to do next and it was just there's a real freedom in that sense because you because it's just you and so if you feel like playing uh kind of a country version of the trooper by Iron Maiden, you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Which by the way, that sounded amazing. I I, I saw the video of that and I was just like, holy fuck. Like how, (laughs) how is he doing this? And then I went and I listened to the Iron Maiden version and I was just like, I don't, I don't get, I don't get how he was able to make this sound good on acoustic, you know? Um, and, and you did it. Um, now, now I, I, I do want to know, like, um, you know, Sunday you're playing LA. You, you, your tour, for the most part, is mostly sold out. Um, I think there's a couple dates where people can still get tickets. You can go to MilesKennedy.com to find out uh, if, if there's still tickets available in in your market. If you're interested in going, um, how does it feel to have like essentially a sold out U.S. tour? Like it, it, it seems like it's a pretty big deal. Oh, it's, it's it's kind of crazy because we didn't know what to expect. Um, I remember when Tim and I started kind of planning this whole debacle. <laughs> um, we didn't know how it was going to be received because it's, it's not, um, um, it's not what I'm known for, I, I guess, you know, it's yeah. not, uh, I'm not playing, I'm not playing with a band. It's not uh, uh, loud riff based music. We just didn't know what to expect and whether people would be interested. So, you know, I think for me, it just made me, the word I keep, going back to is grateful and it's made me very cognizant of the fact that I have people who are so supportive and who so give me um, a a kind of a long leash as an artist um, who continue to support the things I'm a part of meaning the fans and um, so I it really makes me hyper aware in in this in this kind of setting, what how 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 lucky I am because not all artists have that luxury, you know. This was this was such a um, the entire record was 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 something I needed to do for me. It was something not just stylistically, but also because of how personal the record was. I just needed to 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 get this stuff off of my chest, and I remember telling myself during certain points of the, of the making of, of this record, you know, this is a, this is kind of a selfish endeavor. I don't know if anyone's going to get it. I don't know if anyone's going to jump on board for the ride. Um, and so I, I, I set my expectations very, very low for this. And, and it, this is absolutely in every way it's it, the, the outcome has smashed my expectations. So it's a, it's been a very positive experience. Now, do you think that, um, you know, with, with the results of the first album and the first tour, uh, do you think that we'll see a second album soon? And that sounds selfish to say as a fan, but I mean, you know, is there a plan for a second album or you just kind of like whatever happens, happens next? No, I think at this point I, I definitely want to do more of this. I think that it's just so good for my soul. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel, I feel like what it's going to, what it's doing is it's making it so that when I step in, um, to Alter Bridge World again, or with the Conspirators and Slash again, I feel like it's just helped me. I, I think it's going to just keep the whole thing fresh, you know. Yeah. Um, this is just a, because I'm not doing the, the solo side of things. Is is I'm going to try and continue to march down this road um, uh, of acoustic based music that it'll be something that I'll it'll be an, a good outlet. And so when I step back into the other roles, then I'm, I'm ready to go. It's kind of like a, 
Um, it's kind of like when you go, if you, if you work a lot in, 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 in one medium and then you go express yourself in something else, it just, it just kind of changes the, uh, it changes your perspective and, and it's beneficial in the end. Do you plan on touring with, with a, with a backing band at some point, or you just plan on doing all solo acoustic stuff? No, I'm, that's, uh, that's in the works for the summer. So I'm going to do some, uh, in Europe, um, I'm going to do some of the shows just acoustic and then i'm bringing out um I'm bringing out zia who played uh, not not just in the mayfield four but also um played drums on my solo record and one of the most amazing drummers i've ever played with so he's going to come out and do nice. about two weeks of touring with me and tim's going to play play bass and so i'm really excited i'm excited and nervous at the same time because yeah. i feel like i feel like you know that's a that's a that, that, that's it's going to be a different way of, of, uh, of kind of approaching this, but I think it'll be fun. And then hopefully we can do something like that in here in the States at some point. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be fun to definitely, uh, check that out. Um, you've been on tour for, for a couple of weeks now, uh, with the record, what's been your favorite moment on stage, uh, so far, whether it be an interaction with, with, with the crowd or, uh, you know, playing a certain song that you maybe never thought you'd play or, 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 or what, what, what has been that moment where you look back and say, I'm so happy that happened. Oh man, there've been so many. I mean, we, we did about a month. We started in South Africa and then went up to Europe and what, what, I don't even know what month it is. Are we in April now? So I think it was March. We're, we're, we're <laughs> um, a couple of days away from May. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. It's funny. Like I, I, I spend so much time on the road or in the studio where I literally just don't know what day or what time of the year it is half the time. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, there were so many incredible moments. Um, it's, so to narrow it down to one is difficult, but I will, I will say there was a venue um, in Vienna, uh, which, which was a very special night. And that was the night where um, I just didn't really want to leave. <laughs> it was just like, I think we did like four encores and just kept, kept playing, you know, and, and it was, it was just a, there was just something about that. But with that said, I felt like almost every show started to feel that way where it was just like, this is just a, an exceptional vibe. And I think some of it was just because it became such, becomes such a personal thing. And I feel like, um, it's not like a show. It's more like, a, it's, it's more like a guy and some acoustic guitars and some songs and we're just getting to know each other. You yeah. know, that's really what it, what it feels like. Yeah. I, I've, again, I've been watching the videos that people have been posting and, and on your YouTube channel as well. Some really cool videos have gone up, you know, and I'm like, dude, I wish I can go and tour with you and just like be there for like every show. Cause every, every video that's get, that's posted, there's like a whole new side of either songs that you've written before, you know, exposed, like, you know, losing patience. You did an acoustic version of that. Yeah. And, you know, which, by the way, that song I think needs to be played with the full band at some point as well. Um, I agree. <laughs> like, like it's such a good song. Thank you. <laughs> um, Thank you. You know, so I, I'm I'm very excited to see uh, what what this tour has. Again, uh, if you are interested in going and seeing Miles uh, live, MilesCandy.com has a list of of, uh, of dates. He'll be in Los Angeles this Sunday, uh, May 6th. I will be there. Come hang out with us. Uh, I do want to know. Um, what out of all, you know, like out of the songs that you've written, uh, is there a favorite lyric or a lyric that, that really, uh, defines you? Like, cause I'm looking at the, the lyrics to nothing but a name and, um, that, that lyric, that chorus really defines, uh, the last year and a half of my life, uh, and, and how mm. I, I felt with, you know, I, I think I, I told you when you, you were in LA with Ultra Bridge, you know, about my mom passing, you know, that right. song definitely, um, sums up the last year and a half of my life of how I felt. Uh, is there a song like that for you on, on the record as well or a lyric? Well, I, I think, I think a, a, the lyric on that record, um, that I always gravitate towards, and I haven't played the song live yet would be, um, one fine day, the song that closes the record. There's mm -hmm. a lyric that says, it says through our tragedies, we find out who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, you know, that, that that's something that, um, I, I feel like is a pretty it's a it's a statement that I certainly try and keep keep uh keep it the forefront of my of my mind you know I think that uh it's, it rings true now my my last question for you um is through this experience what have you learned about yourself as a, as a songwriter as a musician and as a person what have you learned uh about about yourself um I think that. I think just that continued pursuit of 
trying to be honest with yourself and do what you love, follow your bliss, as Joseph Campbell once said, mm. which is kind of the state, which is kind of the, the phrase that I live my life by at this point. And, um, good things will happen. It's like people, people, people sense that and want to take that in. I think that, that, um, being true to yourself and, you know, following your gut and your instincts, um, it, it, it'll pan out, you know, you just have to have it, have that, uh, I guess, belief that, that, you know, be fearless, you know, be fearless. And, and, and you'd be surprised what, uh, what can come out of that. Well, the very wise words from Miles Kennedy here this morning. Thank you again for, for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing you, uh, Sunday. Hopefully I get to say hello to you, uh, after the show or something. Um, Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. What's your, your Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, the whole nine yards? Yeah, so I'm official Miles Kennedy, I believe, with with uh, Instagram and I believe uh, Twitter as well. And on Facebook, probably just Miles Kennedy, maybe official. I'm actually in the Facebook realm. I am, I am so behind the times, but uh, I'm a little better with Instagram. When I, so definitely uh, at official Miles Kennedy. Awesome, Miles. Thank you again. I'll see you Sunday. Uh, is there anything you want to tell your fans real quick before we sign off? Uh, you know what? I just just kind of what I tapped into earlier, just how grateful I am that you uh, y'all gave me a chance with this one. I know this is different, and I'm I'm really really grateful to all of you for for uh, you know embracing this. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you again, Miles. Thank you, Ruben. It's been a pleasure as always. Special thanks to Miles Kennedy of Alter Bridge for taking the time out of his day. <laughs> to uh, speak to me about his tour and album. Make sure you go purchase his album everywhere music is sold. Another special thanks to Gina Asciutto, who, uh, first of all, put up with me fucking her name uh, multiple times. So uh, excited for that. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week here on MultimediaMount.com. I'm Ruben J. We'll talk soon.